0: You're listening to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down. Part of the SB Nation family of blogs. To keep my hands on
1: myself.
0: If you hear me, ND Fan Radio is back on One Foot Down. The One Foot Down podcast. Woo! Part of the SB Nation family of blogs. Thank you for joining us this fine Wednesday, and it's Tuesday night for us. Yeah, you're probably listening to this on Wednesday. You've been chomping at the bit all week, unless you're a fiend and you
1: just get it. You know, late night that night, which you might. That require that requires your quick editing,
0: but yeah, possible. That's not going to happen. It's happened. But your Fighting Irish come out number three again in the playoff rankings. Cousin JJ's rocking head to toe Notre Dame gear. Back, he's back. He's geared. You know who I am?
2: Have you ever seen Major League? Those fans at the beginning of the movie, and they had the big X, like
0: Indians suck. And then by the end of
2: it, they're like, what? They're fully geared up. Yeah, that's that's who I am right now. Well, I sent a picture of Garth with all
1: the Reebok stuff on from Wayne's World. <laughs> it's like people only do things because they get paid.
2: Yeah,
0: we're not that, we're not selling out. And that's just really Sponsored sad. Sponsored by the Notre Dame marketing department. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Cousin JJ's back on the hype train. Notre Dame 48. Wake Forest 37. Hype train. Choo choo. Yeah. Boiler up. Oh, whoa. The, whoa. He's the conductor. So we'll uh we'll chat a little bit. Uh talk a little Wake Forest. Talk a little uh playoff picture in general, talk a little Miami. And I think we've got a special. Whose phone? That's my phone, isn't it? Probably. What a rookie. We've got, uh, got a special announcement for you, too. Some big happenings for the game on Saturday. You do?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Got to uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, all right. Well, let's do a full scale reset. You mentioned that Irish this, they stay at number three in the playoff ranking, so no change there. Um, and then also, some of the stats we've reviewed previously this season remain also pretty close. The points for the offensive scoring for Notre Dame, they stay at number six in the country, 41 points a game, points against scoring defense, 17th. Rush yardage, uh rushing per team, three hundred and twenty five yards a game, fifth in the country, turnover margin, fifth in the country. Um, you know, this game started to deviate a little bit, so we can get into that. I mean, I think some people were, were hitting a little bit of the panic button, maybe too so, soon. Yeah, I mean there were several. it's so it's so quick how it's it's so interesting how quickly anger turns to, um, interest. It turns into like just brute entitlement while the game is (laughs) happening. It's it's insane. So
0: up until you said when the, you know, with the qualifier of when the game is happening, I'm, I'm basically rehashing the entire podcast season for us last year. Oh, no doubt. No, I mean this season Panic turns into swear words, turns into drunken bourbon fueled rage.
1: Yeah. But just in case there's somebody in this room that may have had a problem with the game, I'll start with Cousin JJ. (laughs) Cousin JJ, this game was a yard points gasm, okay? I mean... We outgained them big time. What are you talking about? We outgained them big time, but they gained, like, a a, a mile of offense. I mean, 1,297 total yards in this game. This thing... This thing turned a little big 12 e. If if
0: you went straight yard points, 10 yards per point, it would be Notre Dame 71, Wake Forest 59. Or if you prefer, Oklahoma
1: versus Oklahoma State. That too. But let's say, even though we outgained them, is that your only metric we outgained them? I mean, you're not going to look at Wake Forest 587 yards of offense and tell me
2: you felt good about it, are you? Listen, I I watched the game. This game was never in doubt. Okay, that's good for show prep. You watched it. it. This game was never in doubt. (laughs) ever and a lot of people were expect. I had some people tweeting at me saying oh I can't wait till cousin JJ comes on and says I told you so and I, I don't feel that way I mean the game was never in doubt was I happy with the defensive performance no I do feel again cautiously optimistic I felt like this game kind of reminded me of Michigan State a little bit where they were running up and down the field on us uh, our defense couldn't really stop them we stopped them when it counted and we won we moved on to the next week this was a trap game uh, probably should have won by more but at the end of the at the end of the day we're playing Ian Book at the end, we're playing our backups and we're still, you know, hold, holding them at bay So uh I was I was happy. I'm happy. This is this is cousin JJ Happy right here. See my happy face. Wish you could see it right cousin now. J- JJ 2.0.
1: Well, I'm glad you <laughs> met yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the uh the backups coming in. And you know, it was an interesting thing where yeah, the game wasn't in doubt. Notre Dame was, I believe, up by more than three touchdowns at the time, but you know, you don't see a lot of schools putting in the backup quarterback leading into the fourth quarter, unless there's a real problem. And then all of a sudden, the injury report comes out, and Kelly's like, no, man, everybody's good. What are you guys talking about? And I'm like, we're talking about people going through concussion protocols, then dancing on the sideline. You're shutting people down after five carries, and they just so happen to be in the Heisman race. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, it's all good. You know, Wes, I'll throw it to you. Do you think Notre Dame was comfortable enough to put down uh, Adams and Wimbush for the rest of the game like they did? Well, obviously,
0: I mean, obviously they were, I mean, yeah, you know, it's they look, they were up 31 to 10 at halftime. So that's a three score lead at the end of the third. It was 41 to 23. I mean, look, you know, wake forest scored 27 points in the second half. That's something that we haven't seen yet. I mean, we have not seen a Notre Dame opponent score over 20 this year. So, you know, I mean, I guess you could, here's the thing for, I think most people look, we're, we are recovering from the BVGBs. Yeah. Everybody has this fresh, don't hurt me, you know, flinch every time they see somebody score, but you know, uh, and you know Notre Dame had gone through the season, and they've only given up one rushing touchdown, and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know Wake Forest has three rushing touchdowns, and Wake Forest is blowing by that twenty-point barrier, and 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 all these things. So I think part of you is inclined to think, you know, here we go again, BBGB style, right? Like kind of like a Stanford, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Devin Kajus down the field in 40 seconds. I mean, sort of looked like – but Notre Dame answered. Every single time they scored, Notre Dame scored, you know. Sure. So it just – they were crushing them all game. They didn't – need, you know, Adams didn't need to play. McIntosh is still ripping yards off. Guy had a 45-yard run. And it's like – you know, and after Wimbush gets his hand crushed, I was happy to see Book – And I didn't care if it got close at that point.
2: I mean, it was a cool, cloudy day. It was ho-hum. The whole time, it's like, hey, it's a business as usual. Let's win. But I'll say one thing. What do you think the score is if we play like that against Alabama? Not good. Well, I agree.
1: But You know, I think when you look at this team, I mean— I th- it's maybe not necessarily that Notre Dame played down to Wake Forest so much, but you know, Wes and I talked earlier today, um, doing some of our show prep about maybe the fact that Elko was coming straight from this team. You know, could have had some bearing on on whether or not you know they kind of had a glimpse into each other's playbook, and maybe there was some overthink happening, or maybe Notre Dame's got a little complacent. I mean, when you start to slap a three, a number three playoff ranking, let's be honest, it's Wake Forest. Then you're everybody's looking at Miami. I know the teams always talk about how you take it one game at a time. Everybody's looking at Miami. You go to ESPN; it's like wall to wall Catholics versus convicts. That's the only thing you can see if you're well, watching TV right now
0: because they got the game on ABC this week. Right, but exactly. Up, but up even until so, now, you didn't even know Notre Dame was playing football this year.
1: Well, and I know that Notre Dame players are always out helping in the community when the playoff rankings come out. You know, I ripped on that a little bit, but it's like let's be honest; these guys know where they are. They know what they've done this year. They know that the the excitement, the anticipation, is all building. And Wake Forest is just like a. It's like, eat your vegetables and move on to the main course of the dessert. That's what this game was. And for that reason, they just, I think they
0: sloughed off a little bit, you know? Well, here, for me, okay, one of the things that we used to, used to, yeah. <laughs> back when we used to bag on Brian Kelly way back, like, nine months ago. Um, I'm, in the, I'm, in, I'm on deck
2: <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> Brian listen. Kelly bashing, ba- by the way. Back yeah.
0: when we used to bag on Kelly, here's one of the things we said. They never put teams away. And 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 a hallmark of a Brian Kelly 1.0 uh, program a lot of times was uh, this inferior opponent. Look, wakes not. I mean, they're not horrible. They're not a trash can, but they're not world beaters either, right? But you know, you let this inferior opponent kind of hang around, and they get confidence. And and the the more you know, it just lingers, and they believe that they can they could hang and that that was a lot of Brian Kelly 1.0 games went like that. And that's why all these one possession games against shit teams happened all the time. What the, what was what is so great about this season for me is that has not happened this year. I and mean, it didn't they, happen in this game, They, they they've put everybody away. Well, yes and no. I mean, Notre Dame has broke every team so far that they played. You could see when that that defense that opposing defense got to the breaking point where they just packed it in, and they weren't going to do anything anymore. You know, it was like this game is is gone. And then that's when the seventy yard runs start happening, and Notre Dame's just ripping them off. Well, they didn't have Josh Adams doing that. I mean, yeah, they were still running the ball, but it just it was a little bit different than it's been in the past. Wimbush is throwing a little bit more. I mean, I think this is his second-highest passing total this year behind Georgia, and if you said to an average Notre Dame fan what two games does Notre Dame look the worst in, probably Wake Forest and Georgia are the two games. It's because they're not exerting their will. It's a little BK 1.0-ish with the, with the throws. I don't even care about the passing. The point is, Wake didn't break in this game. They didn't And that's what it was. Wake did not break. So it just looks different than what all these other games this year have looked right. like. Wake still hung around. Yes, Notre Dame answered him every time they scored. It was never in doubt. Like Cousin JJ said, I'm not pissed about the result at all, personally.
1: Cousin JJ, this is a game where Notre Dame was up by 25 points with 11 minutes left. And I know it got closer than everybody wanted in the score, but this wasn't an 11-point differential type of game, right? You don't feel like this was getting alarming. And the Wake, you know, to my brother's point, the Wake Force guys didn't give up. They had the pride factor all the way to the end. But did the Wake sideline really believe that they had a
2: shot in this game? I, I would argue that they did didn't right no, they definitely didn't and and we were up by what 25 you said and you know at the end of the game we could have easily scored another touchdown like I never once one time during this game did I feel like the game was in jeopardy and the game was under control we're playing our backups I, I do have to say, I, it was confirmed to me that something has really, really changed. That probably my favorite call of the Brian Kelly era. I loved it. I was going bonkers in my living room when Ian Book went in. When what was it? At the, when was that? At the end of the first half, and it was like on the goal line. Was that first half or second half? But it, it Book, was. Uh, well, Wimbush
0: went he, down. Yeah, Wimbush went and down, and then he went straight to the locker room. So there's yeah. they're down on the three yard yeah, line or whatever line. it was.
2: Everybody, including me, I'm like, oh, here we go. Hand it to the running back out the middle, and they do play action, and yep. the guy's wide yep. open. Yeah. And that's what I've been begging for: is scheme surprise, being it being uh, spontaneous. And and for me, that was just like watching like a. a, a a piece of art, like I was just like in, really almost was. in tears. I, it I was have beautiful. not been begging for that. Oh, oh, I have. It was oh,
0: really? It was because the scheme, creative, uh, borderline gimmicky stuff is what really hasn't done very much for Brian Kelly in his first seven years, in my well, opinion. But it's
2: not scheming gimmicky. Okay, we run fade to the corner of the end zone, three downs in a row, in the three. That's not schemer gimmicky. Right. That's a stupidity. I agree that it was a beautiful play call. There's no, a
1: difference was, between was. gimmick it, and everybody. No, thinks it was you're gonna because run. they
0: bring in book. I mean, the their circumstance. I mean that. That's why it was nice. But let's be honest. Notre Dame is where they're at because they run the football.
1: Oh sure. I As- mean, absolutely. Nobody's saying they're a passing team because they throw one TD. And, 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 I mean.
0: and I wouldn't. And and hey. if they put. Uh, Deion McIntosh in and ran it from the two yard line to score rushing. We would have said that's beautiful. Would, you know, like what, what? that, that does. you
2: don't get defensive over RTDB. We are with you, man. Listen, don't get defensive. You're over not that. with me. Don't talk to me about. They still the ran
0: ball. for how,
1: however many. You know, speaking of RTDB, last week near the very end of the podcast, I I just I started going crazy. My eyes blurred, and I said something to the effect of Brandon Wimbush was like the fifth or sixth most important offensive player on this. On this team and you guys both shot me down and for good reason when we look at the statistics of this game we talked about some of the passing stuff that was happening but i'm thoroughly convinced now of the critical Importance of Brandon Wimbush's rushing yards in yeah. this in, in for this team. It's not know,
0: even the fact that he threw for almost two hundred, uh, almost three hundred yards. No, not at all. And had a QBR of ninety one and a half.
1: And like, here's the that's, thing: that's, that
0: doggle hump, baby. Yeah, Ian, but that's not even the point.
1: Right. Exactly. The point is, look, Ian Book had a phenomenal long run in this game. He had a forty three yarder, which was fantastic. He was eight for eight. I mean, the guy, when your backup quarterback is doing, you know, the beautiful play call, eight for eight, the guy pops off a forty three yard run. I mean, what more? Could could you possibly ask for it's almost an embarrassment of riches but wes and i talked about this earlier today again we did tons of show prep earlier w- on the why phone wasn't i was on
2: that conference then uh, i was cutting
0: his hair you see that oh fresh, that's what you it was fresh we're, fade we're over there? we were in the barbershop D, you were looking fresh thank yeah. you very much but fresh. one of the things we fresh said was
1: it's not so much designed running for Wimbush. it does have shades of cousin jj's boy everett golson you have got to account for brandon Wimbush doing the pull down and run when they're running a pass play And teams have to be, they have to respect the receivers running routes. And when Wimbush takes it down, there's the field is so stretched and he's quick enough that he is just gaining these humongous chunks of yards on the scramble. And he's been very intelligent about it. So I I do have to kind of apologize for saying he wasn't that important. He is that important. And and I, but I did say he's all about a running back. Book seems like he could do it as well, but this far, I mean, thus. How many games does Wimbush have one hundred yards rushing? I should have had that stat prep. He's got to have it in four games. I mean, it's crazy. You lost me at Golson. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying. I I wanted to bring that up.
0: (laughs) His rushing yards: a hundred and six against Temple, two hundred and seven against Boston College.
1: It's an that's an embarrassment.
0: One hundred and six against USC. One hundred and ten against Wake Forest. How much is Georgia? Uh, one. Okay,
1: do you're like the one person but in the listen, corner. Like listen, everybody's having a party, and the dude, neighbor comes over.
0: Like, knock, but look knock, at knock. this. Hey. What
1: about Georgia?
0: Like, dude, we're trying Wind to have Bush a party. Has here. at least one rushing touchdown in every single game this it's year. It's unreal. Now, it except really for is. he didn't play against North Carolina.
1: Who else can say that Navy? I mean, can Navy say that about their quarterback? Who else in the country can say that their quarterback is do- doing that type of run production?
0: It's it's crazy. One, two, four, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 rushing TDs in eight games. Right. and I would al-
1: I would also be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that this guy is still a relatively new quarterback. Other than the crazy spin move where the ball went <laughs> flying like a game of <laughs> that, spud.
0: That, that, that's the only move he's got right the ball, now is, is the spin move. The ball launched
1: it. up in the air. But Notre Dame, knock on wood, is this table made of wood? Notre Dame has not turned the ball over since October 7th. It's been a month. Why would month. you even say
2: that? Knock on that wood door by you, please.
1: Because it's important. Notre
2: Dame hasn't lost a game since Georgia. They haven't <laughs> lost a Miami since the late 1940s. Okay, look. look this, Miami, hasn't, it, Miami hasn't beat us since 1989.
1: Because it's important. We've harped so many times on this podcast this year. Oh, Notre Dame's a Brian Kelly team. hasn't
0: screwed up a whole game this year. <laughs> Dude, look at...
1: But let's be honest. I mean, look at NC Good State's back. coach. The guy's like, oh, Notre Dame's one-dimensional. The co- the whole cow yeah. and coward thing. They're one-dimensional. Here's what else is happening, and I've been harping on this All year. Notre Dame is not committing a ton of penalties. Their turnover margin is impeccable. And, you know, they're playing against other teams that don't turn the ball over. As I tweeted today, NC State, Wake Forest, those two teams have six turnovers this year. They both turned it over with huge interceptions against Notre Dame. The, The time of possession thing we've talked about. There's this particular, clean, efficient style of football that goes along with the rushing. And that is coaching. So I have to give credit where due, and that's why this whole Notre Dame thing's not falling apart. It's why when Wimbush goes to the bench, they're not a one-player team. It doesn't fall apart. Adams has been on the bench more than more than Montgomery Van Gorder this year, and look at his rushing total—it's insane.
0: Jim, do you feel like so? Martin was talking about uh, the one-dimensional, and Dorn said it, and Coward said it, and whatever. Do you feel like the the amount of passing we saw from Wimbush with thirty attempts? Was like uh, you know, in response to that, was that was, were they trying to prove something by throwing that much, or do you think it was just a function of Adams being out because they they they, they were they never really had to pass? Um, it was nice to see. I mean, Claypool had a monster game, you know. I mean, it was great to see nine catches for 180 yards. Was it a function of just what Wake was letting them do? I mean, do you think that they like Kelly was trying to like they were trying to prove something? Hey, we're not just one dimensional. Well,
2: I think. I mean, I'm a huge fan of playing to what the ge- defense give you. I mean, everyone knows we're RTDB team. We run the ball, and so Wake Forest was loading the box up, right? And at some point, you you still have to run the football, but by passing the ball, um, you're 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 playing to what Wake Forest gave us and we were effective at it. So why not pass it? It didn't feel to me like old days when Brian Kelly go four or five wide every single time, you know, we're not going to run the ball. We're sling the ball. I mean, every play you felt like we could still run it. And I have no problem whatsoever with trying to pass the ball. In fact, that was my biggest criticism in Georgia is if it's not working Uh, the run game isn't, which it wasn't, then why not start slinging the ball a little bit more? Well, here's the thing, though. This game didn't look
1: like a departure to... uh, It didn't look like a sacrifice of the run, and then let's go over to passing instead. What it looked like was we're bolting passing onto an existing run game, and part of that's because Notre Dame gained over 700 yards, but look at the the production. They still had 46 carries. They had 380 rush yards. They had 5 players with a rush over 30 yards in this game with a rush over 30 yards five players I mean it's not like Notre Dame forsook the run to start throwing it yes there was more throwing and you also neglected to mention that Book had eight he had eight attempts as well so there there were a lot of attempts but there were just a lot of plays there was a lot of yardage there was a lot of offensive everything in this game I mean this was like going to Cracker Barrel or this something is like. like. No, there this was is
0: going everyth- to New China buffet and just Absolutely. taking everything. It was just everything. Like, fuck it, I'm Every- taking one of everything. I don't even give a
1: shit. Your plate is like you're balancing your plate <laughs> like yeah, like some sort of just pile of garbage. I mean that's what happened. Everything was happening, and Wake Forest had it too. And Brian Kelly, <laughs> are you
0: allergic to seafood? Nah, dude. Look, crab legs. I'm, I'm taking those. Not too. when it's wrapped <laughs> in chicken.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's what the game became. And I think that Kelly, there was this funny thing in this game where he kind of he was like, it's. So Way back in his past at Cincinnati, but Brian Kelly knows how to win a football game like this where it gets a little bit wild. And Notre Dame was not ever, you know, in doubt. They, But nothing was really, it, it wasn't gimmicky. It, it stayed logical. This was it a, stayed in control. This which was is what like I a liked.
0: controlled shootout. It was a controlled shootout. This was like a. Uh, a safe space for practicing being in a game with Oklahoma State you know in the in a in a, yeah. in a New Year 6 Bowl and having to just answer touchdown for touchdown
1: right and i i just some of the things you saw they were trying some new things we had some new guys carrying i love i love the plays that they run to Stefferson i love watching Stefferson rush because as soon as he gets a little bit of a glimmer it kind of reminds me of just some of this when the jet sweep was really, really popular, I don't know if that's what the exact play is. Can, can but... I throw
2: something out there real quick? I think if Stepherson plays in Georgia, and I think if Dexter gets six more carries, we win that game. Yeah, the, the, the oh, dude. Had...
1: If the if somebody's hot
0: dog wrapper blew a different
1: way in the wind, we would have won <laughs> if that game. Six it was very, Notre very close. Dame fans
0: wouldn't have sold their damn tickets. We might have had. If it was a home game for Notre yeah, Dame, we would have won. Who knows? I mean, I can't. You know, the lot of could have would have showed us. And and that's fine, but I I don't we haven't really you know spent a ton of time dwelling on that other than you oh know? I have you have all right well. listen to the podcast. No, I mean after the first couple shows, you got to chime in all the time, right? Like, you know, whatever. But we suck. (laughs) But but by look, I mean, you know, Georgia's a different team at this point of the season. So is Notre Dame. But I'll tell you this: I mean, if they were pissed about a blown opportunity against Georgia, which they probably were, uh, or should have been. You know what? They're taking it out on everybody from here on out. I, I, a lot of people cite this tranquil quote, we're going to go out and punish everybody from here. Hey, that looks like what they're doing.
1: Yeah, though. You can't totally. be
0: mad about that at all. Last thing here on Wake, before we maybe kind of try to start moving along here a little bit, but is, is, does anybody... Is anybody mad about the defensive performance at all? Or do you just, there's like no big deal to you? I just want to like, we're, are either you two concerned about it, mad about it, or are you just like, it is what it is. The game was never out of control and just move on. I'm not at all. And here's here's my thing. If if you said, oh man, we, we held everybody
1: to under 20. And then all of a sudden Wake scored 30. Like if you're upset that they didn't hold yet another team to under 20 point, this is the ninth Game. If you're upset about that, you need to look in the mirror and check yourself and talk about entitlement. I mean, it's insane. Sometimes games get like this. And again, you're looking at other teams that are allegedly top level contenders in the Big 12. They don't even do defense. That's not even a thing that they do. And we can't get that upset about it. I go back to the rankings. I'm inspired by cousin JJ. Let me go back to the overall defensive ranking points against Notre Dame's allowing 18 points a game. I mean, if you went back to the beginning of this year, you would have been ecstatic if I told you Notre Dame was going to allow 18 points a game. I think back on 2012, the most success that Brian Kelly has had in his tenure at Notre Dame, and we were squeaking by Purdue. We were squeaking by, I don't even know if we played Pittsburgh, but I'm sure we did. There was yeah, probably four overtime four game? overtimes. This is completely different. Notre Dame was winning this game by 25 points with 11 minutes left. We had Wimbush in the game for two and a half quarters. We had Adams on the bench for the majority of it we had and again they were able to do whatever they wanted and you said it best my brother which was my brother when Wake Forest scored Notre Dame went straight back down and
2: scored Every time, every time, and nobody could stop it. See, yeah, it couldn't I, be stopped. I wasn't concerned we were going to lose the game, but I was concerned about our defense. I and mean, they were dinking and dunking us. We could not cover it because of what it meant for another game. Well, that's fine. Right. That's fine. Well,
0: and my look, Miami does pass like that. So I mean, if it, it, and Notre Dame's been slightly vulnerable to passing this year. Miami Ohio passed on us yeah. decent, yeah. decently. I, so I, I,
1: I think th- I think what you said earlier is the best way to say it though. The defense would be concerning <laughs> if because now we already have sugar plums and playoff game implications. In our head, this would be alarming if they did this same thing against Clemson well, I'm gonna
0: use
2: your, or Alabama. But I'm going to use your stats kind of against you, Cousin Martin. Is, Ooh, uh, I it, hope this it, includes yard s- s- points. No, scoring defense. Ooh, I demand satisfaction. Scoring yeah. defense. Right now, Alabama is number one in the country. Georgia is number three. Clemson is eight, and Notre Dame is 17th in scoring defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that 17th isn't great, but historically, again, look at the, the teams that won the National Championship. 17th is not. Mm-hmm. Where we need to be right Okay, now. but look, I Clemson agree.
0: has played a real schedule. Alabama hasn't. So I think you can compare Notre Dame to Clemson Easier than you can compare Notre Dame to Alabama, and that's not a knock on Alabama's defense. But Clemson's played five top thirty Sagarin teams this year, as has Notre Dame. Clemson's five and zero, Notre Dame's four and one. And Miami's twelfth, by the way. I think
2: Alabama's played like zero. So and Miami's twelfth in scoring defense.
0: Well, that, hey, that's good. I mean, and that's, if you Im- don't, that's impressive.
1: And if you don't have one of the top five defenses in the country, cousin JJ, one of the things that tends to help is when you have the top six. Offense that's yeah. scoring forty points Here, a game. Will they score forty a game against Alabama? No, no, we, they we have won't. The
2: seventh ranked scoring offense. But I like to I like to look at those two Here, steps here's together. The,
0: here's the last thing I want to. I want to say on the defense, and then Martin, you can follow the uh, the outline along there. But I tweeted this out on Saturday at Irish Tightness, and I believe this full, you know, wholeheartedly, as a championship winning defensive coordinator myself. <clears throat>
1: is that the announcement? No, I got
0: a trophy in the uh, office there. I'll show you after the uh, after the you show. You already tweeted Wes is it. This is intolerable. Listen, you already tweeted it. I yes, but how many people listen to the show that don't follow me on Twitter? That's a good point. If I'm I mean, Elko, I t- I think you can take this game and turn and spin it into a huge positive going into Miami. You guys thought you were the – the. I don't know. You're looking at me like you don't understand what I'm saying. Clearly, I totally I'm, I'm
2: trying to understand. Let's finish Finish your points so right. I can understand what How you're saying. How about you stop interrupting Your him.
0: defense hasn't given up 20 points. Everybody thinks they're hot shit. Exactly. Now, you, now you get torched a little bit mini-torched by Wake Forest heading into a game against Miami who's a top-10 playoff-ranked team at their house – at night with college game day on the scene. So would I rather hold Wake Forest to three points, right, and everybody walks in thinking they're King Tut again, or have something like that? I think this is an opportunity for a defensive coordinator to have his guys' full attention. And I think it was a little bit humbling for them. These guys are prideful. They're going to be pissed off about this. I think that sets up well for them going into Miami. That was my point.
2: I I, I
1: completely agree. I think it's a fantastic point. Notre Dame has been on a complete burner up until this point. They've only allowed 20 points or less, as noted. They are just demolishing people. The rush yards have been astronomical. At some point, something's got to give. There's a little bit of a letdown wouldn't you be glad if the letdown happened against Wake Forest yes, as the, opposed to Miami? That, that's the point. Perfect, sure. I, I like it. For so, sure. final parting shot on the defense. Coney had 12, 12 tackles, uh, one sack, three tackles for a loss. And Julian Love. I mean, can I? Can, is it getting pretty <laughs> fun hustler, to watch this guy? Baby. This dude is jumping. I just want you to know. This dude is jumping routes. Like, I want to see some sort of like vignette feature with Julian Love, where he goes to Seattle Fish Market and he just runs in and jumps a route and catches one of the fish. You know, like. Him in different walks of life just intercepting things as people toss them to each other. I'm really excited to How watch him. Close was he to running that pick back? He was only he was only one person away, wasn't he? I think so. From running it back and he's and he already has one. I'm mean, just the he's ball. He's already walking. got two I mean, this
0: year? That would have been his third
1: yeah. pick six. No, he has one pick six. He's got one so far, right? That's NC State. Baller, so yeah, either way. I mean, no, that was kind of the parting shot there. Um, I have one other little bullet point from the game. CJ Sanders, thank you for answering the bell from the podcast. He had a nice return. I I don't know if it's appropriate to see more of him, but it's again all of these little things are kind of coming. He's together. got two
0: touchdowns. He scored at the pick six against Michigan State too. Oh yeah, okay. sixty yards. Wow. Jeez. And sixty nine I against mean, NC all State. All over the yeah. place.
1: It's fantastic. Okay, you guys ready to move on Let's to move on. El Miami? El Miami? I don't know what the name is. I tweeted this today as a poll. I have no idea if anybody replied to it because I didn't check my Twitter again. But I want to know from you two, staring at Miami face value, are you are you more on the side of the narrative that Miami is 8-0 and and they're dominant and Catholics versus convicts and they're just as good as everybody else in the top? Or are you more on the side of Miami's winning some games pretty close? And Miami's schedule when you start to dig in is really not what Notre Dame's is. Are you guys, is Miami like legit heavyweight equivalent to Notre Dame at this point? Or are they kind of uh, just waiting for the other shoe to drop?
0: I, I think I did answer your poll and said they were pretender, but I don't actually believe that as much. I, I, I don't know if I would say they're, they're legit-ish. This is, this is a Subway Domer-ism. Legit-ish. They're yeah. legit-ish. They're, no, they are legit. I mean, they have
2: 19th-ranked talent compared to our 11th-ranked talent. Their coach is better than ours. Hands down, they have a better coach than... Bra- Mark Richt is better than Brian Kelly. There's the, the, Mark the t- Richt is better... Just, just let him go. Let me tell you something. something than, than Brian just Kelly.
1: The timing of what you just said is atrocious. <laughs> hey, I'm not entirely sure that you're wrong, but... The he, timing of what you at, just said. I hope you get.
2: I hope you get well, Twitter, listen, Twitter. His career, he's bombed. won seventy four percent of his games. He's won seventy six percent at Miami. Brian Kelly sixty six percent at Notre Dame. Like he, it's it's not even close. That being said, do I think Notre Dame will win this game? Yes, but I head to they head, Brian Kelly has beaten what is it, like one
1: to zero or two to zero or something because he's Rick has been at my. He was just there for one game. and They beat him last year. It, it, yes. Maybe one to zero. Okay. Yeah. But here is what I'm talking about. Look at Syracuse. Okay, and again let's let's just start all this with a preface of saying that notre dame i mean no, we are so spoiled right now at least i feel that way about notre dame demolishing people doing what they're doing with the run game but when you start to look at some of these finals florida state is a team that's you know falling off a cliff miami beats them by four points i know it's a rivalry it's look, i mean florida state's so loaded with talent they beat, I mean, they beat georgia tech by one they beat syracuse you
2: know pretty close beat clemson they barely beat north carolina syracuse is all come up they beat
1: north carolina by five fun quiz north carolina
2: on north carolina game what did the miami top running back his name is t homer t homer t homer t homer what did he average per carry against um north carolina on 16 carries on
1: 16 carries he averaged i'm kind of looking at right there three yards
0: two and a half yards you cheated well, you brought it up. You're a cheater. I'm looking at it right here. Why are you cheating? We're
1: using a computer. He had 40 yards on 16 carries. Why is that carries. cheating? I don't,
0: what, okay. Okay. They had 59 rushing yards. They had 356 passing yards. Rick, maybe Rick is Brian Kelly 1.0. I don't know. I Listen, I'm... This game's... I mean... It, 350 it, yard. 356 passing yards kind of scares me.
2: It does scare me, because our secondaries can be, could be suspect at times. And I think that... Mark a better coach. We have more talent. There's no reason we should lose this game based on what I've seen this year. Again, going back further every reason in the world we should lose um but i am not that confident we're gonna come out and blow these people out of the water like,
1: well i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of uh, obviously hype it's gonna be a tough environment it's at night it's go, you know it's gonna be nice to be in a warmer climate for the notre dame guys i would assume they're gonna leave 30 degrees although the and go field down to is Miami. absolutely
0: trashed from what i hear well they
1: got a new one they're putting a brand new field in right oh, now Oh, that'll work out great well and again yeah that could be just as bad but I think the thing about Miami is, and granted, there's so much uh, perception going on with this. It's the turnover chain, it's the you. There's so much flash and bravado and all the stuff that they do on the sidelines, and they're all just going. And Notre Dame is, for, for their part, I mean, I think this is about as sedate as you could be eight and one, rising from the ashes. Notre Dame doesn't really have the turnover chain and all the celebrity followers and all the former players that were just kind of, you know, rough around the edges, to say the least. These teams are perfectly. Opposite I, diametrically, each, diametrically opposed yeah, a, they really, I'm with you there. but not only that I'm not just talking about Catholics versus convicts what I'm talking about is Notre Dame has really been the slug it out run the ball machine and Miami's been a little bit more flash and, and attitude they've won these games with attitude and I've only watched them play twice I've watched them play two games but it's just they—they just believe. They just believe. And you mentioned earlier that could be a very dangerous thing. But Notre Dame has the pedigree in my mind going into this game. Notre Dame needs to get knocked off their axis to lose this game.
2: Miami needs to get exposed this, to I lose mean, this game. Not That's good. the difference. I mean, I, the one thing I think that we haven't talked about yet—we talked about their defenses are pretty close on scoring defense. If you look at scoring offense, Notre Dame is seventh in the country, which is excellent, and Miami is forty-fourth. Miami's offense is not that good they're they're, just, they're, they're, just they're yard
0: point generators
2: they're yard point generators that's they, fine but i'm just saying they're not the, that good and their coach this, is better they,
0: they win cousin jj's yard point generator of the week but Lord.
2: but their offense is not that great i mean the 45th team- listen
0: notre dame convert i mean listen uh, the points off turnovers the the red the td conversion in the red zone i mean notre dame is just they're off the charts and in the, you know every time they turn them you get it forced to turnover they score every time in the red zone what is the what are ninety percent touchdown I mean it's it's absurd so I, Miami's I clearly not doing
2: that I just find it a little bit ironic because uh, Miami's forty fourth in scoring offense and forty fifth is New Mexico State you know who the head coach of New Mexico State is yeah Bob Davy. Bob
1: Davy. I just think that when you look at Miami, again... That's not you, really irony, though. Is if it? you
2: get beneath... Like, ironic, like Erlanus set song, ironic if, is ironic. If you
1: get beneath the top level of what's going on with Miami... You're not drinking my bourbon, are you? No, I'm okay. not putting mine yeah. in there. I think I just
2: moved Why it. Why are you being selfish? What,
1: I think if you get... But Miami is just more show, and that's what the U is all about. And I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying, again, I can't say it better than Notre Dame should be the team that wins this game, and Notre Dame will be... You know, Again, they will be removed from what they've been doing all year long. Here's my point. Miami could play some of the games they've already played this year, and Notre Dame will smoke them. If they play a game like they've already played two, three, four times this year, they just had have had inferior opponents. So Miami could stick with their M.O., and Notre Dame could blow them out of the water. Whereas if Notre Dame loses this game, they're really going to have to be pushed to a limit that nobody has done yet other than Georgia. And I'm not even entirely sure if Miami, you know, pushes Notre Dame to what Georgia did well,
0: that they're going to well, win. Well, that's when you say, like, are they like, I mean, look, they are ranked, what, eighth or ninth in the playoff rankings right now. Um, you know, I are they as, as good as a top five team? P- probably not. They're they're seventh in the playoff ranking, but also, you can't really name 10 teams that are better than them or, you know, what I mean, they're. Are they better than Ohio State or Penn State? I don't know. Maybe they're about the same. Who,
1: I think Wisconsin who would kill them. I mean, no, the
0: f- no, they wouldn't. Dude. You don't think so, dude? No, no.
2: I don't think Wisconsin's that bad. They're
0: not that good.
2: I th- oh, man, Wisconsin could win the Big Ten, and that's an interesting.
0: That doesn't that's an interesting and, and, and have having beaten. Listen. Michigan State <laughs> is probably. What, what if they beat Ohio State? Like, what do we do? What Michigan if- State's got a better chance of getting into the playoff than Wisconsin does. Well, le- let me put it this Stop, way: not even Stop. They got, but look at their bod- look how many the look at the quality of their wins. Let me, let me put it this way: you're
1: showing the college football playoff rankings. I'm just looking at the teams that are surrounding Miami right now, and again, I'm just I'm waiting to see Miami do it against this big marquee environment, and, and Notre Dame. The the ironic thing is even in Notre Dame's loss against Georgia, they showed up so early in the season and looked really good. But Oklahoma, TCU, Wisconsin, Washington, Auburn, I'm not entirely entirely sure that any of those teams couldn't beat Miami with ease. Again, I just need to see it from them. And we're going to, you know, we're going to get to it on
2: Saturday, which is the great news.
1: I just, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I, I'm just not buying into it yet. Miami does feel a little bit like 2012 Notre Dame, where you're winning games close. It doesn't matter how good or bad the team is, you are. But there's also some magic to that, right? Like the winners win, losers lose. I say it every That's week. That's true. And if Miami, if they can pull out a close win here, man, it's like, oh my gosh, okay. All of a sudden, Miami's in, in playoff talk. I mean, they could easily win the ACC and they're in. That's it. I yeah. mean, they control their own destiny. That's the best way.
1: I think that Miami is just—they're on a run. They're just on a run. And look, they, if haven't, you can, they
0: haven't lost since Notre Dame beat them last year, can, right?
1: If you can, no, I mean, if you can sustain it, that's fantastic. More power to you. I'm not knocking it, but they're on a run. Notre Dame is just—they're just better. They're just better than the teams that they've played. They really are. And it's—I can't even listen to my own voice, but it's what's happening. <laughs> it's,
0: it's too bad this game's not in South Bend and it's like flurries or something. And they come in in their stormtrooper outfits, cold, like the cold shit, gear, like, like the, the Sun Bowl, yeah, like we the shit just, they wore in El Paso. Oh, dude, <laughs> they got beat.
1: No,
2: yeah, That was, well, that it, was 33 keep, to 17. Look, can, they cap, got beat worse in can, 2012. Can I, temp, can I temper this though? I keep saying that Mark Rick's a better coach. We established last week that this isn't Brian Kelly. This is some
0: animatronic Chuck E. Cheese no, person. It's, like, it's, not, 0, yeah, it's, not, it's not Brian Kelly. I don't care Listen, what anybody I mean it, it, Elko and, and uh, Chip Long are doing the job that Division One elite program coordinators should be doing. They're finally doing that job. And I think that's really freed Kelly up to do the motivational stuff and not really have to screw around with a whole lot of quote-unquote coaching. And apparently, the more he can stay the hell out of the way, the better off they are. Yeah. So, you know, hey, that's great.
1: Yeah, and I know Miami. I mean, Miami's a different team from last year, but I pulled up, you know, Adams, Josh Adams averaged 7.8 yards a carry against Miami last year. And I know it's a different team. I get it, and they're – they're doing great, but the, Notre Dame was able to run the ball very effectively against Miami last year. Rick is st- still somewhat new in, in the coaching staff there, and again, I just think that when you strip away the fun aspect of Miami, the turnover chain, and all this, they're they're just the media darling right now. And again, I'm a Notre Dame fan, calling somebody a media darling. I, yeah, I, I get. I the don't irony. even know if
0: they are a media darling. They're just, they're they're. It's fortunate for Miami that this is at their house and Notre Dame has been getting absolutely zero hype and zero love from ESPN for all year because all their games are on on NBC so they have you know and that's that's no secret but now that this game's on ABC and game day's going and all this other stuff ESPN jumps on on the Notre Dame hype train this week, right? Because they have a financial interest in promoting this game, and and look, and as and and Miami, I don't want to say they're along for the ride because the only reason it's hyped up to the degree that it is because Miami's undefeated. But I mean, this is just kind of the perfect storm, if you will, quote unquote. This is a hurricane of hype for yeah, the, for them, right? And it feels like less for us.
2: I know my answer to this question, but I want to ask you both the question. I want your quick opinions on it. What does a loss to Miami mean to you? I, wa- I want to answer it myself, but I want to hear both of you first before your bourbon-laced rants after the game or next week or whenever we talk next. I'm offended by that, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Martin,
1: go ahead. You said you said your bourbon-laced rants, suggesting Plural. that both of us would do that. Uh, yes. I just got lumped in by association here. Let me. I know this is probably not the exact answer that you want, but... Um, If Notre Dame sticks to their guns, if Notre Dame sticks to the MO that they've done this year, if Notre Dame runs the ball for 300 yards and for some reason, which I've yet to be able to compute, if Notre Dame runs for 300 yards and Josh Adams stays healthy and Brandon Wimbush scrambles and takes it down and runs for 100 or whatever, however it manifests, they do what they've done this year and Miami just for some reason outlasts them. The the loss doesn't really hit me that hard. Yes, the bloom falls off the rose. Notre Dame doesn't go to the playoff. But let's be honest, this is still still on a razor edge of belief that Notre Dame's going to go to the playoff. And it's not because of what they've done this year. It's because of what they've done for the last four years. But I'll answer it that way. If Notre Dame sticks to their guns... And they lose. I really don't think they have much to be to be sad about. Nor will I. I but if Notre Dame starts throwing the ball, I am following you on Twitter, by if, the way. If Kelly 2.0 reverts. It, which I don't see happening, but if that's the kind of thing that happens, if all of a sudden, you know, Chip Chip Long has like a, a gag on his mouth and Kelly's just the one barking play calling into the microphone, and they revert because they can't handle it, that would be very disappointing. That would be extremely disappointing. I don't see it happening, but that's my answer. If Notre Dame sticks to it and they just they're not the better team, and we kind of realize that maybe there was some of the smoke you talked about earlier in the year, I'll deal with that. Um, but if they are pushed into a mode where they don't act like the way they have, if they don't do what has got them there, I would be very disappointed.
0: Cousin Wes, I don't, I, I don't know where where you're trying to lead me with this question. Like, I don't. Under- There's no leading. I have a very well, strong
2: opinion, which I will give in a minute. But I want to hear your opinion first.
0: Well, like, what does a loss mean?
2: what does what does that mean how do you feel after the game what is that how, does that uh, how the hell can i answer that
0: without having seen the game I, that's what i don't that's what i don't understand well i like, think i know
1: what you're getting at which is that allows you to flip right back to the macro evaluation of brian kelly and you get to go back well, to if, saying that if he needs you, to be
0: fired if you are playoff or bust and, which i am and they lose then clearly you're bust well but to me it's just, right
2: it's just not bust it's if we lose to miami They're a top ten team, regardless if you think they belong there or not. And we've only played what one other top ten team, and what happened? We got shut the frick down. We did. And if we lose to Miami, that's what
1: happened in their other top ten game this year.
2: They got shut down with Georgia. You pull up the running stats. Let's let's talk about the score. Have we've done this before? I understand that, but listen. If we lose to Miami, if we lose to Miami, another top 10 team, this season starts feeling a
0: lot like other seasons where I we agree. play the top I 10 agree. teams, now that was, we start it, it losing. It feels 2015-ish 2015, ish, where 2015-ish. the teams that were better than you, you lost. Yeah, to. exactly I, right. I, I can and see that. But here's the thing.
2: I... And listen, I'm play for bus. If we lose this game, I'm gonna be on the most anti Brian Kelly. He needs to go because I just again, you've been here for eight years. You've not done a lot. You played Urban Meyer. You played Nick Saban. You got your whatever kicked. And I hope we win. I think we'll win. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. You're banging your head on the mic. That's fine. I, but here, I, I I'd be like, look, like it, it better not happen. It better not ha- Brian <laughs> Kelly. I hope you're listening. It better not happen. Yeah. It may not happen. I, mean, it, I wish you could see my crazy eyes right now. It may not happen.
0: It, it, that's that's so hard for me to answer because look, I I sort of feel like this is one of the best Notre Dame teams that I can remember seeing. It's, the the it, stats support. That. I, I sort of feel like it is. Well, Notre Dame won a championship last time I was six. So yes, this is definitely the best. I, like Notre I don't team remember anything. I don't like pre-tie is real. Like I don't really have true memories of that.
2: Let me stop you real quick.
0: Let's let's go back.
2: I mean, you don't remember Davey? I remember Davy. Okay. I
0: remember Bob Davy, but I can't I remember the Lou Holtz kick in '93 when we lost to Boston. That's because you didn't have any friends growing up.
2: But we
1: weren't podcasting. But let's go back. You Martin was my friend. Let's That's not my forget. Point. In 2002, <laughs> Ty, Ty Willingham in 2002 took the team to eight and zero. Right. And this game, this that team was only, magical. This See, team is but, only one game further than that. This whole thing. Could I don't see it though. But I don't see it
0: falling apart. But again, the way we talked about it, in the Michigan State show that was smoke and mirrors. That was smoke and mirrors. Shane Walton's not going it, to. It, I mean, if it's you're not, not if you listen, door. if Julian Love was the leading scorer on this team, that's a different story. Yeah, it's not the reason. I mean, look, this, this rushing attack, unless they get completely shut down by Miami, which is possible, I guess. It's happened. I mean that, it, and it did happen against Georgia. I mean, it, and it, it, Michigan State didn't do a bad job either. They did 188 but Miami yards hasn't or whatever. Shut anybody down that rushes I, I, look, like this. It, this feel see here, and that's why I'm at a crossroads personally because I sort of see Notre. Dame, if this model is is not just a flash in the pan thing. If this is like becomes the moniker of what Notre Dame football is going forward, then I can fully support Brian Kelly. And I can see him last in a long time and I can see him winning a shitload of games and I can see him win in playoff games. If they maintain this style of football, but if this is like a blip or a one year thing or some knee-jerk reaction to asshole fans like me saying hashtag RTDB fire Kelly last year, then they revert. And that's why I think it says so much when you know if they have adversity in this game, what happens? But let's be honest, man. They, Notre Dame has taken exceptional care of the ball this year. They could have three turnovers in this game, and that alone's enough to do it in. And, you know, what? and w- w- running a good game plan, coming out fired up. You know, not being uh, you know flat at the beginning of. The, I mean, they can, they can do so much right and 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 blow it, I guess. But uh, the, I reason, the reason
2: the reason would be so disappointing to me is that Miami's. Rush defense is 67th in the country. yeah, And our rush offense is amazing. And so for us to lose this game, I think Miami has to shut down our run. And if they shut down our run with less talent and less momentum, I would even argue, uh, look, like that's, then, that's, then, that's then, unacceptable. Then when you ask
0: your question, ask your question as... How will you feel if Miami shuts down Notre Dame's rushing attack? Because that's something you can talk about. That's completely There's, different. If 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 the secondary falls apart because Miami's passing a whole lot, that's that's different than the than the run. I, I feel the same. I don't care how it transpires. If we lose to Miami, it's
2: an it's an abysmal failure. It's an abysmal failure, and it feels just like other years. Nothing has changed. Like this is such a big game for Things me. Things
0: have changed though. At least they look like they've.
2: <laughs> if unless we lose to Miami and then well, we lose I mean, to Stanford. I'm just saying the
0: way that they're winning football games is different than the way yeah. they've won any football game under Brian Kelly previously. I, I
2: can just hear our our fans in their cars right now being like, "This dude is such a dick."
0: Oh my god. Well, I mean, I'm just telling you, can you name any other season that looks how that Notre Dame was winning football games that looked how they're winning now? No, this is great. I'm loving Okay, it. so things have changed, you fucking dick.
1: <laughs> Here's my thing. I, you can say that if Notre Dame loses, it's an abysmal failure. I'll I'll, I'll let you have that hot take. But I'm I'm a, I'm willing to say that you wouldn't say that if Notre Dame were not eight and one right now, doing what they're doing. To me, the only way you could say losing to number seven team in the country who's undefeated, the only way you could say losing to number seven undefeated in their house, eight o'clock college game day, all those things put together, if you lose to them, it's an abysmal <laughs> failure. Now I'm not talking about. That's the standard. When we started this season, we were talking about games of consequence. Is what Brian Kelly has to win, and I still believe that. But if you want to call it an abysmal failure, epic fail, to me that doesn't happen. Had they not become eight and one with this crazy rushing. I disagree MO. though, because if we were, I don't
2: know, four and four right now, I'd be saying. I owned, lose to Miami is an abysmal failure. I, yeah, You'd be saying no, we're going to get smoked. You, no, You
0: would have been saying the you're stuff saying you're we're saying get now, smoked. you would have had a chance to say it uh, a month ago. I would own fryerbryandkelly.com. That's my happened. point. That's Listen, fine. if you hold a beach ball underwater long enough, when you let go of the thing, it's going to shoot the the, the, the further you push a beach ball underwater, the higher it's going to shoot. When you finally let go of the thing, all your rage and your feelings about Kelly, which is, and this is fine it, it, with every win compounding win, after the Georgia game, your rage beach ball is pushed lower and lower and lower underwater. That's true, and I feel great right now. I know, and and if they lose in Miami, you're, it will erupt like Mount Vesuvius, and it, and all the children in Pompeii are gonna get scorched. I think it's more like the meteor hitting the Earth and killing all the dinosaurs. Whatever. Listen, here's the here's the point for me. Miami is the last real team on their schedule at this point. Stanford is not a real team this year. They're, yeah, they're not the they Stanford have. of yesteryear. True. And I've watched plenty of Navy football. Navy's not that good this year. And I don't even have to watch that much Navy this year because I can get my RTDB fix from watching my own Fighting Irish, thank God. Fantastic. finally. But listen, Rally, of if they today. lose to Miami and then beat Navy and Stanford, most likely they're going to get a New Year's Six Bowl. Agree? Sure. Agree? Sure. So... Based on, you know, if they lose to Miami, you get to you get to go, hey, my playoff or bust is null and void. I'm scratching my ticket off. I can go Rage Monster on Kelly now because he's not going to make the playoff, which is fine. And I may get there, too, depending on how they lose that game. I, so I can't say that yet. But if they lose to Miami, if they beat Navy and Stanford, and they go out and they kick somebody's ass in a New Year's Six game I feel good about this season because they will have beaten a quality opponent in the bowl game. Brian Kelly's never won a major bowl game at Notre Dame. I knock him all the time for it, or have in the past, and that would be a monkey off his back and off Notre Dame's back. If they lose to Miami, beat Navy, Stanford, or God forbid, fall apart. But if they went out and they got their ass run in a New Year Six Bowl, a la Fiesta Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, if we get a repeat of the Ohio State or the Alabama games. Then this is this season is 2015. It felt great for a long time. I'm I'm mildly optimistic that the games were accomplished via the ground game and Josh Adams had a special year and a bunch of people got 33 trucking hats that nobody will know what the hell they mean in 10 years. Yeah. But other than that, they lost to the uh, Georgia, Miami, and whoever the hell they play in a bowl game. They will have lost to the three good teams they played just like in 2015, and it will mean a hell of a lot less. To me. And and
2: statistically, that's more likely to happen than not. well And I hope it doesn't. I hope Brian Kelly wins the National Championship. But I can say, hey, guess what? I was wrong. We won the National Championship. I'm streaking through the quad. Everyone bring their hats. It'll be awesome. I don't know if we're quite going there. My
1: my thing about that, and again, we've talked so much about the macro evaluation or the micro. Are you looking at the season or the career? We flip flopped all year because that's what that's what we should do with Brian Kelly. But here's my thing. To me, the only way of all the this is Brian Kelly's 100th game at Notre Dame. You know, we we should mention that this is a pretty big milestone. The guys had 100 games at Notre Dame once they go once they go against Miami, and to circle this one on the calendar and say this is the one. This is the game that if they lose, I'm off the Kelly train and he needs to be fired and all that kind of stuff. Look, it's your prerogative to say that. However, the only reason you can do that—this is my contention—the hey, we only all- reason you can do that is because they're 8-1 and one and because they're obliterating everybody else. It, there's only one game that you can circle in Brian Kelly's career in my mind and say, I'm done with this guy. There's only one game, and it's Alabama in 2012— now, that seems very unfair to some people, but it's because he got there with, with with smoke and mirrors that year. He got there as an imposter, and that was the one game where everything that you believed in this guy was shattered. It was absolutely shattered. But to look at—here's my let's, point. Let's
0: be real, though. We were all off the Brian Kelly train last year. Of course. Year. At of this course. point last year, we were all already off of it. But let me say it this way. So, you know, you're maybe— like sprinting behind the train with one arm on the railing, but you haven't actually jumped onto the last car yet. Yeah, that's we're b- true. We're both on there, right? But we're but we're not. It's not. We're not driving the thing. We're still pretty. I mean, anybody that's listened to this for any length knows we were in the Bri- fire Brian Kelly crowd last year. Now the guy is completely different this year. He's running a completely different program, which I think is a result of him doing a hell of a lot less coaching, which is good, and it looks different. It's what people yeah. will embrace. I've said it a hundred times. This is the kind of football Notre Dame fans will embrace. So we're kind of on the tra- – we're at the back. We're in the back car, you know, Yeah. but but we're on the train. But that's not a hard jump for you to be off because you're not even on you, – you got one arm on the thing. Your feet still are still on the ground, right?
2: They're flopping in the wind or on the ground. <laughs> yeah, one exactly,
0: right, like a cartoon. And we're still at the back. So that's no – it's not hard for us to jump off of it that quickly. Yeah. But I'm at least encouraged that the, – the, where this train, where this Notre Dame teams, the way that they're playing football and and the and the methodology behind it, I at least have confidence that the track, 200 yards down the road isn't it doesn't just nose dive into a
1: cliff as we move to wrap up just a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun here a little bit of fun to wrap up the show where is Miami on the hate a meter list for you guys what number are did, they did we
2: already cover this last week
1: I'm sure we've covered it before but if people want to hear they want to know how much we how hate you Miami you know what people want because I have my finger on the pulse of the Notre Dame fan base that's what this podcast is all about my- they, they want to hear how much we hate Miami oh, do man. you hate them more than a venereal disease. The- Z's. do you hate them more than do you hate them more than like if ISIS plays genocide. Miami who do you cheer yes for? yes how high is Miami
2: on the hate a meter people want to know what's the rate what's the what's the meter like look, zero to look, ten or
1: zero your hot takes are number one let's okay, wrap this for me. up yeah
0: we yeah. are the one they? that squawks about how long these shows are all the time all right man. here no, we're going into hate a meters here
1: I'll, Come on. I'll give you mine then I think USC is number one Florida State is number two and Miami is like two a they are right behind Florida State. It's it's Miami, or I'm sorry, it's USC, Florida
2: State, Miami. That's mine. I just wanted you to know. I would say Florida State 1, USC 2, and then I'd say Miami. What? And, I would say Miami and Michigan are tied. I take that back. Thank you for doing this. Who the hell are you? See? I hate Florida State like, more than anything. Cousin Nick, screw you, buddy. I don't, per- don't care. Purdue is my number four. D- Purdue? Are we real? even serious Purdue? I, I, I-, I hate we- Michigan
0: State more than I hate Miami.
2: Oh, my. Okay. Blasphemy! Okay, blasphemy, dude. I would. Hey, no. you, when you when, when no
1: Michigan State? <laughs> Dan, all right, listen. Dude, I, you're I not my boss. I'm probably. Let's. I'll tweet it. I don't, I'll tweet it. I don't know Let's if I. let take know, it to I
0: don't know if I'm Michigan one, USC one, or or vice versa. Yeah, but but Florida State and Miami are way down from those first. No way for me. No, oh way. my gosh. No way. So far how are you there? gonna tell me what I should? How I should feel?
2: I'm disagreeing. I'm not saying how you should what? feel. I'm disagreeing. <laughs> no, you don't like spaghetti? I'm telling you right now. No, you <laughs> I, I don't. Mean,
0: I, I'm i probably Michigan. I hate Michigan the most. Then USC. I, I Florida State, Miami, and Michigan State, Purdue—they're all the, the, the every—they're all not one or two that, in mm-hmm. my mind.
2: That's what I, I they, feel like they're. this is like asking like, do you like do you hate gonorrhea or syphilis of or Ebola? It is. Like which one's the worst for you? Well, which one is the which worst
0: one? for you? That's uh, the point. This is stupid. All right, fine, move on. All right, well, we know how much cousin JJ hates Miami. Maybe you all do too. That's why we had this zany idea to reinstitute the post-game call-in show for the Miami Hurricane matchup. What? Yeah, we're going live. We're gonna go live like we did not last year, two years ago. Uh, I know there. Everybody that's followed us over the years, thank you. We had our own blog. Then we went to YouTube. Then we were on SubwayDomer.com. Then we did the podcast for Her Loyal Sons. Then we went back to our own thing. Then we went to One Foot Down? No. Then we went to Yahoo Sports Radio. We've been around. Then we went to One Foot Down. But for a brief period of time in there as well, we were with TNNDN doing live call in shows on Blog Talk Radio where you fine folks called in. You guys have been worked like a rented mule. And talked to we've been doing this for ten years, man.
2: It's crazy. I'm just like a newbie. By the here. way. By been, the way, been in if the you, game for
0: If, a you're, decade, if dude. you're
1: an internet search type person and you're bored at work, you know, you can find a lot of the old stuff. And if you want if you're interested in what the live show was I would recommend going to the Florida State show. Or Clemson. Or Clemson. But I really enjoyed Florida the, the Florida State twenty fourteen post game was Are was you saying bitter. that
0: we're doing this show because Notre Dame's gonna lose in a gut wrenching no, heartbreaker no. at Miami? <laughs> I'm because, just Yes. That's because exactly most what, of the postgame shows that I remember are actually the, oh, those, those are the ones full of emotion. Every other too. one that's is true. people
1: calling in and singing right. the fight song, which here's, is totally fine. Here's and the, and the point. We'll, we'll put
0: a post out on One Foot Down probably Friday or Saturday so you guys can be aware and apprised of the situation. Additionally, follow ND Fan Radio at ND Fan Radio. Once the game ends, it usually takes us probably ten or fifteen minutes to, at the most, to uh, get the mics fired up and get the live stream started, and we send a link out, which will either be probably it'll be from Indie Fan Radio. I'll probably retweet it at Irish Tightness or my brother at Indy McFly. Uh, maybe if you want to follow him, would uh, would do it. We're gonna do the live show after the Miami game, so it'll probably start 11.15. Eastern Standard Time Ballpark
1: you think that game's going to be 3 hours and 15 minutes? I don't
0: know, it's on ABC They don't have to do 9 million commercials yeah, like NBC Yeah, that's true Who knows? It's probably going to be like 11.30 Prediction, JJ mm-hmm. You want Miami to win so bad I can see it in your eyes, you dirty uh, bastard You know, I don't want Miami to win yes but you I, do like, Historically You I want always... to be right
2: I want to be right, and I always pick coaching winning percentage. And Rick's a better coach, but I, I'm going with Notre Dame. I'm on the hype train, baby. You are by how many?
0: I think Notre
2: Dame wins by. I think Notre Dame wins by 14 points. Wow. Okay. What? But... Well,
1: I, I'm. I'm. I think Notre Dame wins. And I am not ready to predict to two touchdown margin. I felt like I was sticking my neck out saying Notre Dame was going to smoke USC. They did. I took the money and ran. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be close. I think Notre Dame is going to win a close one. I don't want to say this is a team of destiny, but I do think they are destined for more this year than the Miami Hurricanes. Sorry to the U. I think this is where the where the uh, the streak stops for for the U. I think Notre Dame wins. Um, it's going to be close, but I don't think it's going to be a last play, dramatic type of close. I think Notre Dame is going to be up by ten. And Miami's gonna have the ball with like thirty seconds left and they're gonna score a touchdown you know what I mean? They're gonna make it close at the end, but they won't have a chance to win the game on the last play, if that makes sense. It's gonna be a close margin though. It's not gonna be a I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I don't see it.
0: I was thinking Notre Dame by seven. Pretty much this whole time. I you know, Notre Dame by about a touchdown. Like and, wake
1: but scarier. Yeah maybe yeah, not and, as much and, not,
0: and Wake was like there was never really in doubt I think this one would have some periods of doubt but then I realized after talking to you that we would do the call-in show and the call-in shows just have not been after very many fun games it's making so you it's making you superstitious I huh not not ultimately confident in my Notre Dame by Seven pick well we'll
2: see but that's where
1: I'll and get if it gets close and we feel like we need it we'll just cancel the live show right at the end if we need it to win
0: everybody we expected to be properly lubricated extremely excited this is how Indie fan radio got its most recent name had been irish coffee and donuts had been her loyal podcast had been irish fighting irish mixtape had been uh like
1: session musicians (laughs) just show up and it's like what band are we today oh it's america okay cool i know do i need to learn around i need to learn any
0: dance steps or can i just play right, right there you go that's us thanks everybody for listening go irish